welcome back to the Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overly analyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we thank you for joining us here on this Monday morning for Minute number 30. Brady, we're officially a half hour into the movie. We are. Isn't that crazy? As of today, it is. Yeah, it uh, hasn't felt that long. Started from the bottom and now we're all the way to Minute 30. Crazy. Yeah. Now, if you remember in the previous minute, we had Mark Landry joining with us. The Ghostbusters had just arrived at the Sedgwick Hotel for their first bust. After a busting through the hotel lobby doors, see what I did there? Oh. Vankman asks, hey, anyone seen any ghosts? And that's where we pick up on minute number 30. The Ghostbusters are approached by the hotel manager who thanks him for coming so quickly. Peter is surprised by his appearance and jumps out of the way, blurting, Jesus! At 30 minutes, 8 seconds, the hotel manager, who was played by Michael Ensign, shows up. He tells the Ghostbusters that the guests are asking questions and that he is running out of answers. Peter asks him if it has happened before. At 30.12, the hotel manager tells Peter that most of the staff knows about the goings-on on the 12th floor. He goes on to add that the disturbances have been quiet for years up until about two weeks ago. Interesting that this started two weeks ago. At 30 minutes, 20 seconds, Egon asks the hotel manager if he's ever reported it to anyone. The hotel manager tells him, heavens no. The hotel manager then says that the owners don't even like for anyone to talk about it. At 30 minutes, 28 seconds, the hotel manager asks the Ghostbusters if they could have it done tonight. The Ghostbusters reassure him that the problem will be solved tonight. At 30 minutes, 33 33 seconds, Ray tells the hotel manager that they handle this sort of thing all the time, as he puts his ecto goggles on. At 30 minutes, 34 seconds, we hard cut to the hotel lobby elevators, in which actor Murray Rubin is waiting for an elevator. At 30 minutes, 38 seconds, the Ghostbusters step toward the hotel lobby elevators and are given a long look by Murray Rubin who is also smoking a cigar, by the way. At 30 minutes, 43 seconds, Ruben asks Venkman, what are you supposed to be, some sort of a cosmonaut? Venkman laughs and tells him that they are exterminators and that someone saw a cockroach up on 12. At 39.52, Ruben responds with, that's got to be some cockroach. Venkman tells him, it'll bite your head off, man. At 30 minutes, 55 seconds, the elevator doors open up and the boys are given strange looks by people stepping off the elevator. At 30 minutes, 59 seconds, Ray asks Ruben if he is going up. Ruben tells Ray, he'll take the next one. And that's where we leave off minute number 30. So this is a really funny minute. Yeah, it and really is. There's this, a lot going on. This, the several minutes around what we're reporting here, this is, it's, this is one of the funniest stretches of time in the movie, I think. It's just nonstop jokes. But this one, um, I, I love after they bust in through the, the hotel doors, it's just nonstop them getting weird looks from everybody around them. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously they're dressed very strange with the proton packs and everything, but uh, it's just all these stiffs walking through the hotel lobby, you know, seeing them walk by in their gear going like, oh my word, yeah, it's, well it's I never. The perfect environment to drop them in, you know, because you're going to be, you know, around all these um, hoity-toity, you know, people mm-hmm. who are going to be going to this ball later or the midnight buffet or whatever the sun is. Is that what it is? The midnight buffet? Yeah, the midnight buffet <laughs> for the east, east, whatever. Um, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, a midnight buffet. This scene and this shot is almost identical to the moment earlier on in the movie when they're walking with the uh, library manager. Yeah. And Bill Murray is even like messing with him by just kind of, I don't know, he's messing with him while the other ones are, well, he's kind of giving them the lowdown of what's been going on. I never made that connection before until you just yeah, said that, I that just, it's, it's very similar to it. it they're, they're both uh, dolly shots, you know, with, which is not, it's not actually a tracking shot. Tracking shot is when the camera actually goes from side to side and you're looking at an angle right. or, or, or at someone from the side going forward. This is like, I know there's something called a follow shot, which would be like all those shots in The Shining where the cameras go, the, you know, the steady cams going along behind mm-hmm. Jack Torrance as he's walking down the hotel lobby. So this is like a reverse following shot because yeah. the Ghostbusters are following the camera. And I think the, um, even the placing uh, the placement of the characters is the same as that shot. Mm-hmm. So it's strange. But um, It's a very long shot. It's about 40 seconds yeah. continuous from when they get to the door to when the hotel manager leaves them. 
That's right. So, and uh, the way it's so funny because you know a couple of times so far in the movie they've been lying about how many clients they have, how active their business is, right. and everything. And they're doing that here, and then uh, Ray is, of course, you know, saying like, "It's okay, we do this kind of thing all the time." And Peter's just continuing to screw with this guy yeah. just for his own amusement, and it's hilarious. It's funny. Previously, like you were saying, we had uh, Dana Barrett come over, and you know, Peter says like, "Oh, this happens all the time. Just weird kooks come in off the street, and you know, they're lo- looking for attention." And then later, Ray is like, "Oh, you know, toasting to our first and only customer." <laughs> so they, they keep telling people, they keep blowing themselves up by saying like, "Oh, we're a bigger organization than we are," which. Uh, you know, there's there's no fault in that. Sometimes you kind of want to sell yourself better than you actually are. Yeah, story as a of my business. life. Uh, so a little bit of trivia on mm-hmm. the um, guy by the elevator. Uh, as you said, his name was Murray Rubin. Murray Rubin, yeah. Yeah, an, an, yeah. in an original draft, um, he was actually addressing Winston. Which, oh, really? Yeah, it gives you the idea that, you know, Winston was going to be around from the beginning. And mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, the... the uh, primary Ghostbuster, the main like protagonist. Well, originally it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy, right? That's right yeah. Which who would have been the biggest star out of the entire cast at that point? So uh, just crazy to imagine. Yeah, you know, how think you know he's not really. I don't want to say he's not relevant anymore, but you just don't see him that much anymore. Eddie Murphy. So, yeah, he's made his money. He's just living that's, as a recluse now. True. I think you know. Well, he's got more haunted mansion movies to make. Yeah, so. and Daddy Daycare, Bowfinger too. Yeah, there you go. So uh, Murray Rubin, the actor who was by the elevators, uh, he's actually a pretty accomplished TV actor. But Ghostbusters was his first performance. Really? Yeah. Well, he had some like I think maybe one like smaller indie movie that he had did, but that he had done. But Ghostbusters was his first big on screen appearance. Uh, he also appeared in Ali McBeal, Roseanne, Seinfeld, Mad About You, Cagney and Lacey, Hunter, Highway to heaven and curb your enthusiasm to name a wow. few you can go through his imdb if there was a tv show made he who did, was he on curb i don't know probably yeah. just it, it might have been a smaller part uh, yeah. I, I didn't check that out but uh, ghostbusters was one of his first acting experiences now we talk about uh, an actor who didn't have a whole lot of prior work but michael ensign who plays or ensign who plays the hotel manager yeah. is actually a very accomplished actor actor part of the royal shakespeare theater uh, but he was also in sea biscuit midnight express and uh war games which will come in maybe in the next minute. We have somebody else from War Games. And a personal favorite of yours and mine, uh, the Steven Soderbergh film, Solaris. He's in Solaris? He's in Solaris, yeah. What? Yeah. Who is he? I don't know. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, I'm serious. I can look it up right now yeah, on IMDb. Yeah, do that. Yeah, listeners, if you've never seen uh, Solaris with George Clooney, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. It's probably my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Very, James Cameron produced it. Yeah, very interesting movie. I saw that before it came out in theaters. A friend of mine who used to work at the movie theater was like, hey, I had to, really? you know, they used to splice together. Yeah. Uh, films and he whenever he'd splice one together that he knew I was interested in he's like hey if you just show up at midnight we can watch this movie together have you seen the original the uh, Russian version yes Tarkovsky's yeah, it's yeah interesting I prefer the American one, Solaris is, is a weird property that like I've had interest in for a long time because I there's this band called Failure yeah and yes yeah, Failure had a song about Solaris that I think the um, uh, the Ken Andrews, the lead singer, was just up late one night watching movies, and the Russian uh, Solaris was on. That's right. And he wrote a song about it. And then I took that and read the book by Stanislaw Lim. And then a few years later, when Soderbergh was making his version with James Cameron, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. You know Lim hated both movies? Did he versions? really? Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll leave that for Solaris Minute. Okay. Okay, so uh, let's see. We've got the tracking shot. Um Let's see. So this minute was also at the Biltmore Hotel, which is downtown Los Angeles. It's the setting for the Cedric Hotel. That's right, yeah. I remember Mark Landrieu, who we had on last week, was kind of disappointed when he found out that it wasn't the same 
uh, location. Yeah. Well, interiors. I think he was also upset because he could be visiting it all the time because downtown Los yeah, Angeles is right. just like a yeah. 15 minute drive from his house. So hopefully Mark's been over there and, and had their nice uh, midnight yeah. buffet mm-hmm. since we, since the last episode, we got to get him on again. That was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the scene actually marks the first appearance of Ray Stance's ecto goggles. That's right. Which he pulls out and, uh, he is the only one shown wearing them in this scene, but they are shown being worn by both Egon and Peter in the montage, which comes up in a little That's bit. That's right. I've actually got some, uh, information I'm going to bust out later yeah. in the week on Oh, oh, you do on the goggles? Okay, because I was kind of curious as what they were used for, uh, because you don't really see them come into play in the movie like you do the PKE meter, the particle throwers, the proton back. Yeah, and you see them pop up in uh, Ghostbusters 2 at one point, Mm -hmm. and... um, but yeah, I think it's minute uh, 34 we're going to be covering in a few days. I've got a okay. bunch of cool information on it. That's Fantastic. the first time that you actually see through them. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. How about that? Uh, so let's see. Well, I think that's just about everything that I have for this that's minute. Do you got anything else? No. It's, it. But this minute, just to go back to it real quick, it's, it's really funny. Like, you kind of get the, the nonchalant attitude of Peter Venkman mm-hmm. in this minute. Oh, he's very Peter Venkman in this minute. Yeah, you got peak Peter uh, as walking through, kind of like overselling the Ghostbusters to him. Uh, at this point, price has not been discussed, by the way. You yeah, know, that's, yeah that's right, yeah. It's kind of a good idea before you do this is to, you know, tell people like, hey, before you do the job, you might want to go over, hey, here's what we're going to be covering today, you know. And it's it's funny that this is their first bus, too, and they're already running a special on containment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's everything you got. That's everything I got. That's it. Fantastic. Let's uh, let's uh, go roll into minute number thirty-one. Let's do it. All right, guys. This is uh, Kyle. Kyle and Bra- Kyle for Kyle and Brady here. And <laughs> just want to remind you that death is but a door. Time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at Patreon.com/slash/GBMinute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at GhostbustersMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at GhostbustersMinute.com, Facebook.com slash GhostbustersMinute, Twitter.com slash GBMinute, and look us up on Instagram at GhostbustersMinute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.